Howdy, everyone. Welcome to an impromptu Kotefi break on this Thursday, June 4th at... We'll pretend it's 1 o'clock and that we started on time. Uh, 1 o'clock Pacific. <laughs> uh, hey, Carrie, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm all right. There's I Carrie adjusting her lights uh, and all of her um, glory. We are going I... to have my Carlo on the show, but he might be running just a little bit late, and we didn't want to keep you waiting in so. chat, so yeah. we started. You guys, we just finished recording a cool interview I can't wait to put out. Wait, I don't know when it's going to be out, but just know there's a really great one in the pipe in the probably, pipeline. Probably early next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. By the way, I see some people. Uh, sorry to Cemetery of Choice. Looks like Cemetery lost their job due to this COVID lockdown crap. And uh, you're not alone. This oh. is. Uh, you're not alone. That you're sucks. not alone. Doesn't make it easier, but Jesus. I saw something that said an article the other day that said uh, it was a poll of people who have been, um, you know, who've been unemployed supposedly temporarily because of the lockdown and how the majority of those people polled believe that their jobs are going to come back, but how statistics are not going to bear that out. No, I don't think they yeah. are. Um, yeah, I think a lot um, of these jobs just aren't, aren't going to come back. Can I so. show you guys something while we're waiting for Mikey? Oh, with this yeah, camera angle, you can't see it. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see if I can. How's that? I, I, I full screened you. you. You can see it over your shoulder. Yeah. You can see it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys. Nicole of the Mountain People made a cross stitch of the Unsafe Space logo. Look at that. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so cool. I had to put it up there so it would show. <laughs> thank you, Nicole. Nicole's, yeah, thank you. Nicole's pretty awesome. She's uh she's been on the show before, Nicole of the Mountain People. Long time supporter. She has been on the I did, show. Is she a first From time cross stitched? I didn't know she cross stitched. I don't know, but she's also she's actually a really great artist. She does a lot of watercolor. She also did sent some of her uh, watercolor designs over. Oh cool. But yeah, you can tell that cross stitch took a while. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of I'm sorry about the logo. It was, uh, I didn't want to pay anyone. Well, there's just so many colors in the logo. It's not, it's not uh, a super easy logo to reproduce or do anything with, but, uh. Oh, somebody wants a close-up. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Grab it. I'll, I'll put you full screen again. Can you see that? Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Very detailed. Woo. Yeah. How's everyone um, I doing had today? A, I had a crazy day yesterday, Carter. What do you, yeah, tell me about your day. I watched your um I watched part of your thing. I knew I, so everyone if maybe so Carrie Carrie does this live stream and she sends me I was busy yesterday and she sent me like a she's like, Oh go to minute thirty one or whatever it is and watch this the part where I got interviewed by the news and I was like, Okay, so I, I watched it and I was like, uh uh oh. She was articulate <laughs> and very clear and making a point that was extremely important and I was like, This is it's it's to the cutting room floor for that interview. They can't, they're not going to air that one. That one's something that uh, actually makes a valid point that people would need to hear. Um, did they air it? Oh, uh, I don't know. They the news, the local Fox affiliate in Austin, they live streamed it to their Facebook page. So the Facebook page thing aired in full. They didn't cut me up. I don't know if it made it to television or not. But um, yeah, I was really nervous, but. 
I think I did okay for the first time doing something like that. I, I definitely afterwards, you know, I'm like, oh, I should have said this or that. But th- that's fine. You should I'm have your like, unsafe space lo- um, logo uh, tattooed <laughs> on your forehead. But other than that, I think you were you're doing pretty well. Thank you. I think I think it um, it's something I want to practice more, so I'm better at it, and I'm not as nervous doing it. You know, it's definitely because you're in an emotionally charged environment, and I had just been arguing with someone and right before they, I get this part of the reason they want to talk to me, I guess, cause I was arguing with this person uh, about their sign. They, there were a lot of the, the same signs there uh, that said silence is violence. And as you know, I have a big problem with that slogan, no matter who says it, no matter in support of what ideology, that's a lie. And it's a dangerous lie at that. So yeah. Anyway, no, you did. I thought you did a good job and uh, hi Leah. Yeah, they didn't really, they didn't really care. You know what? I will say, as the non-yarn inclined of the of the group, I know most people. <laughs> I know we have a lot of knitters in chat, and Carrie keeps her uh, Carrie keeps her finger on the pulse of the knitting community. I, ha- <laughs> I I saw that picture, the Instagram picture of the yarn that's causing a big brouhaha right now, and I didn't have time to examine it. Like I saw it, and someone said there were comments, but I didn't see the comments. And I was doing something else, and so I, I only just saw the picture. So I spent, like, the day thinking, what could be wrong with that picture? And I was trying to imagine, like, green. Maybe there's something wrong with the color green. Uh, was there something in the background I missed? Was, like, what, I, was the yarn, like, positioned in a weird way? Like, and then I, I came to the conclusion it must have been green. Maybe green's got to mean something. There's the green socks thing. It's got to be some green thing. I knew it would be some fragile, ridiculous problem. But I was floored to find out that it was... White hands, white hands in the picture. Ah, ooh, my spooky white hands will get you. Uh, white hands are in the picture. White hands are supremacy. White hands are the problem. So, There's uh, so much zero points for me on that. Here. I did not get that one. Well, I also made a bet that the person who had the the SJW with the initial complaint about the white hands was probably herself white. Normally, yeah. I would win that bet, but this happened to be one of the few exceptions to the rule, so I would have lost all my money. Oh, but yeah. uh. I think there's so this this particular pile on is so it's awful it's awful the 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 people they're piling on apologized for something they didn't need to apologize for it's ridiculous but and it and it's awful that they do this but it's also just rife for comedy and I think comedy is such a good weapon against these people there's so many things you can do Becky and chat she made an she somebody one of my friends Boone was like well. Maybe this woman would prefer cat hands because she seems like the kind of woman who has a lot of cats. And so then Becky made a <laughs> Photoshop with two green cat hands knitting. <laughs> it just made me laugh so hard. That was funny. And I'm like, there's so many fun, th- funny video ideas I have for white hands. I don't, I don't. It's just a funny idea. White hands. All right, Mike, Mikey's ready. I'm gonna add Mike here. Hold on. Okay. Let's see if this works in real time. Uh... There goes Carrie, everyone. Oh, wait. No, she's back. Let's see if Mikey's back. Mikey? I see an icon. Uh, now I see you, Mikey. Hey! All right, oh hold on. Let's so see if I can get... Oh, my God, so sorry to be a little late. <laughs> there we go. I like a tech breakdown. I love your red headphones. Those Thank are nice. You. Yeah, I realize they're like the only ones I can actually hear out of. <laughs> Well, uh, Mikey, welcome. Thank you for for joining. Sorry you had tech issues. Yeah, no, sorry to be so late. Thanks. Oh, I love your I love your new thing, by the way. It looks like you guys are like in the same room. 
That that was a mistake. Oh, wait, Our, like, I mean, the split screen wasn't a mistake, but the same color walls were kind of a. Oops, that was a nice. Uh, no, it fits perfectly. Yeah, yeah. So, Mikey, I know you've been on Unsafe Space before, but we have some new viewers. So, um, before we jump into conversation, why don't you just tell people um, a little bit about yourself and where they can follow you online, since they can't follow you on Twitter currently. Well, I mean, they better know. I think I'm like the most frequent guest at this point. This is number <laughs> seven. So I'm just going to keep going for like eight and nine and ten. Um, but yeah, no, you can follow me on my Instagram is at Sleepy Harlow. Uh, Facebook, Mike Harlow, Mike like Tyson, Harlow like Gene. So and Mike, you have a YouTube this. channel. What's what? that? And oh, yeah, that's right. I have a YouTube channel. I'm on YouTube. <laughs> Watch my YouTube. What happened? So I... What ha what happened? <laughs> All right, like you were banned. There was a big deal. You you like demonstrated that you're banned for no reason. They apologized, and then what? Wait, what the hell happened? Get us up to speed. So apparently they can unsuspend you, but you could also be evading a permanent suspension. Somehow, I have no idea. Are you evading um, it by not like? They're helping you evade it. Are they editing? Are they aiding and abetting in your evasions? <laughs> <laughs> it said. It said below that is like you're not allowed to make multiple accounts, which I didn't, of course. But you know the thing is, because people keep saying to me, "Oh, it must be. It must be just some glitch, some internet error." And I mean, I think it's pretty clear that that's not really the case at this point because I've heard from so many people who they've banned in this way that they just said, "Oh, you're evading a permanent suspension," and they never even had one. Um, also, this happened like the day after uh, Trump's executive order, so it seems like kind of odd timing. But you didn't say anything. Like, did you say anything that would? I mean, nothing. Literally nothing. Um, no, because last time they gave me that. So that was the, the initial excuse that they gave me the first time they banned me was evading a permanent suspension right and then i just i guess they just like dug through my twitter to see whatever they could find and what they at what they eventually came up with was that i um sarcastically said "Ooh, burn the witch when i was right. defending someone and so that's what they stuck with as their excuse for my abuse and targeted harassment but for um, this time there's literally nothing on, no because since i've been back on i've really been careful with my words to not give them the gun to shoot me with and so mm -hmm. i feel like there's nothing they can point to i'm sure in a couple days i'm gonna hear something from them from three years ago that like oh i called someone an idiot or something you know but at the moment nothing and they've just avoided they've ignored all appeals i i've never had it happen before that i've appealed to them and not got even a stock response like not even wow. nothing no response no, nothing. Wow. So, oh, <clears throat> excuse me, just so people who aren't familiar with you know a little about your background, because they might be wondering, well, if there's no reason, why are they banning you? I think the reason why they're targeting you is because you are um, a gay person who is vocally opposed to SJW ideology. You're also a part of the walk away movement. You've done the walk away town halls. Um, talking about having left the Democratic Party, and you're really effective and charismatic, and you have attracted a following. <laughs> you've you've attracted a following, and you're at that level where, well, they've they've flexed their their power. They've shown that they can uh, perma ban people 
with massive followings with millions, you know, like uh, Milo or, or Alex Jones. But, um, but it's even better when they can target someone who's rising. If they can identify you before you amass the millions, it's easier for them to disappear you down the memory hole. And I think they're coming after you because you're so effective at what you do and because you don't, you don't speak the, the ideology that Twitter wants you to speak. Oh, thank you. Um, of yeah. course, I want to be like, oh, I'm just too effective. But <laughs> I, I honestly have no clue why they keep doing this shit to me and not other people. I don't know. I mean, they're doing it to plenty of people, of course. But it just seems like they're not really doing it to any of the big people. They're just sort of trying to prevent anyone from getting to that point. Well, when you yeah. get banned, it doesn't make the news. When Alex Jones gets banned, people write articles about it and he gets some attention from it. There's no Streisand effect for you, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but even so, I like since I got back on Twitter, I more than doubled my following. I and that's what that's what's really bothering the most is that um, the last time I fought them and fought them and fought them and it took six months and I finally got unsuspended. And so I'm just feeling like if it takes me just as long this time, mm -hmm. the election's over by then. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that might be the, the strategy, right? We're going to make some mistakes a few months before the election, and then we'll correct them later and say, oops. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And meanwhile, we're all, we've all been stuck inside our houses for months. I mean, apparently, unless you're just burning shit down. But yeah. so Twitter is how people communicate. So what am I supposed to, like, write a message and tape it on the wall, and that's how I can communicate? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I'm sorry, buddy. That this... Um, you know what it reminds me of? This is what uh, this is what states do a lot of times when they want to pass laws that they know are going to get uh, thrown out because they're unconstitutional. They just like pass them endlessly and like it gets thrown out again. But like while it's being adjudicated, it's in effect. So like California does with with gun laws, for example. Like oh, we're going to make it illegal to do X Y Z, and it's like well, that's not going to fly. But you know, it's in effect until some court finally says no and kicks it out and then you know within two months there's another bill that's basically the same thing that's proposed yeah They're, this is their way yeah. of doing that um where even if they restore it you're effectively <coughs> you're banned constantly because they keep making mistakes and and banning you yeah um what's interesting too is that uh for people who think that they do this accidentally to people um the last time i was banned so twitter has a hotline basically it's like an 800 number and there's nothing on it. I don't know why they even bother having it, but it's, it literally just tells you go to the website. It even says if you're law enforcement, go to the website. <laughs> it, it doesn't even help the cops. Um, but they have the thing that's like, uh, if you know who you're trying to reach, dial your party's extension. So like an idiot, I just sat there for weeks dialing like one, two, three, just trying every single one. Um, and I finally eventually hit on one that was the diversity and inclusion president. Um, as soon as I said my name, she hung up and never answered again when I called. So it seems kind of intentional to me. Yeah. That well, seems, also, weren't, seems uh, one of the people who, this wasn't a Twitter employee from my recollection, but it was one of the Twitter users who was hara actually harassing you. It's funny because they, they charged you with harassment and there was no evidence of that. Um, but there was a person harassing you, trying to get you thrown off. And didn't that person brag about how they were targeting people that they thought were conservative gays? Yeah. And this is like a straight cisgender, as they say, person, not an LGBT person even, who thinks that they are 
the authority of what LGBT people can think and say. Um, was he even the person who got me banned? I don't know. Probably not. But somebody trying to claim credit for it. So that's sort of how I got myself unbanned is showing them proof of that. Um, but I really didn't expect the, that I would be permanently banned twice. Well, um, and and at least last time they pretended to have some reasons, right? They pointed to some stuff. and Well, first they didn't. And then you were like, hey, hey, don't I need reasons to be banned? And they're like, oh, how about this? Uh, like, at least yeah, they tried I, something. Now, nothing. I've honestly just been, like, reloading my email. And I'm sure any day now I'm going to get some bullshit thing from, you know, 2014 that they'll sell me, I said. Yeah. Um, what's interesting, though, is that last time when they unbanned me, I didn't hear a word from them for, like, a week or so. I found out that I was unbanned because people who followed me told me. Um, and then eventually, like a week later, I get this message from them say, saying, oh, it was an error and my account was wrongly marked as spam and all this crap. So, yeah, so I literally have the letters side by side of we are unsuspending your account. It was an error to we are we are suspending your account for evading a suspension. For evading suspension. <laughs> so it's just scary because, you know, like my dad, for example, knowing everything I do, always says to me. Ooh, be careful what you say. Be get your words right. Mm. Be careful with words. And I told him the other day, I'm like, it doesn't matter because I honestly don't know anybody who's like more cautious or tries to be very deliberate with their words than I do. For nothing. Yeah. It yeah. Doesn't matter. You know what though, Mikey? I'm noticing something. Can you do this for a second? Yeah, your what hands are white. Hands up there. Uh, <laughs> and I, that's offensive. So, um, I don't know if Mikey's seen this. Have you seen this SJW blow up? Have you seen this yet, Mikey? So no, the, latest, I... <laughs> the latest pylon in the knitting world. Maybe Carter can pull a picture of this up while I'm talking. Oh, uh, I will try. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'm going to put Facebook. the screen on you two guys while yeah. I try this. So the it's latest crazy, pylon crazy is, is for yeah, a knitting, a knitting company, a small business that posted uh, an image of a calendar for June. And in the image, Carter's going to pull it up. There's like some yarn and there's two hands knitting. And this person got completely piled on. There's been a lot of pile-ons happening the past week. Um, this business, small business got piled on because the hands were white. What? <laughs> yes. Yes. That, that, that is inherently, first of all, they said it was political, which is like, there's nothing political about this picture. That's, it, that's in your mind. You're trying to say it's political. Um, that it's racist. Yeah. Then they got piled on because the yarn colors they chose were not rainbow colors for Pride Month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were having some fun with it earlier because some of the knitters who started <coughs> back online, one of them was like, well, how do you know these aren't lesbian hands? That should count for something. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then someone photoshopped some cat hands there <laughs> instead of knitting, instead of white hands. So it's a cat knitting. I almost How just pulled you? up the cat knitting, the cat hands one. I had to go back. Cat Hold on hands. for a second. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll we'll just up, show but... you this and get your get your thoughts on this. Because I know you're not a knitter, are you, Mikey? Hell no. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. But... I just laugh hysterically every time I hear the word knitter. It's <laughs> a funny word. Did you use the hard R? <laughs> no. Or hard T. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but you're not an editor, but you are aware of what's been going, the SJW. Yeah, it's insane. Right. So, All right, here we uh, go. I think, I, think I have this. 
ready in all of its glory. There. Let's, oh let's my see if I can god! Blow it up. So thought... This is the image that's uh, extremely upsetting. And if you notice the offensive part here, these are what are called white hands. <laughs> and these are uh, probably descended from a slave owner. And uh, definitely, they definitely look like the kind of hands that um, support White cops. hands are violence. I don't know. That's yeah, not white... even like the focus of the photo. I thought it was going to be like hands like this or something. No. It's no, not it's even not a that. picture of hands. No, no, it's a picture of yarn. It's a picture of yarn. <laughs> so they are insane. But I mean, I think it just goes to show how this ideology is just infected everything. I mean, I saw people talking the other day that they're in the that they're runners and the running community is the same as this. It's really? What? Yeah. Wait, what are the runners doing wrong? I don't know. They were just telling me it's the same as the knitting. No, they're there's. It hasn't white feet. <laughs> <laughs> Where was he running to? Your <laughs> running stride isn't gay enough. Uh. <laughs> oh man. It's so, so hey, I, since you brought it up earlier, and since you've been the subject of so much targeted harassment and censorship on not just on Twitter. But Facebook regularly bans you from doing Facebook Live videos uh, with no cause. I, I want to get your opinion on uh, the the president's executive order. What do you think about it? Um, I think it's oh yeah, I should mention I I think I'm up to like seven Facebook temporary bans. Uh, I had one that I fought and I got it overturned. Um, it was literally for sharing. Uh, you guys know Daryl Davis, right? Yeah, I don't for no, sharing no, no. a. No, you totally do. He's amazing. He's, um, the, he's, he's the black the, guy who's brought people out of the clan. Oh, that dude. Them. Yeah, I don't know names yeah. of anyone ever. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, um, I was like, suspended for 60 days or something for just sharing a post of his. Um, and he actually reached out to me and messaged me and was like, I've been doing this for years. I've never had that happen. I've never heard of anyone happen. He's like, yeah, clearly you're on some list. <laughs> Wow. wow. What was the post you shared? Um, it was about, so he was the, the keynote speaker at this Minds conference that I went to, yeah. where Antifa picketed and protested mm -hmm. and were insane. Um, and so they were like screaming in my face that I'm a Nazi. They said the same thing to him, called him a white supremacist, a, a, a black man who has gotten over 200 Klansmen to leave the KKK. <laughs> And these little... Well, look who he hangs out with, Mikey. Who? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's always going to KKK meetings, so he must be a white supremacist. I know. Um, it's insane. And, and I think that's a lot of what we're seeing now with all of these riots and things. Um, so... Um, they're just the absolute scum of the earth. Oh, but, uh, but uh, Trump's executive order, though. Yeah. It's a good start. Um, I don't know that it does a whole lot, but... You know, I'm happy they're at least trying, but it seems like Twitter is having a hissy fit, like, a, you know, like a child's temper tantrum, because it seems like they're banning a whole bunch of people who are sort of at my level. Yeah, yeah and if you look at what, uh, p how people are reacting to Zuckerberg for not falling in line and censoring Trump more, 
Like there's a Facebook employees leaving in protest, um, claiming that what? Zuckerberg. I haven't seen this. Oh yeah. No, me neither. Oh yeah. So Zuckerberg. So oh, you know, Twitter put the warnings on Trump's thing. I mean, remember Trump tweeted out the uh, once the looting starts, shooting starts, or whatever. Yeah. And I think earlier in the week they fact-checked him, and then for that one they put a, a sensitive warning on because he was encouraging violence, and and they said you know the, you know I don't understand how that's encouraging violence, but okay. Uh, so um, Zuck didn't do anything. Uh, he he didn't I guess didn't fact-check the president's. Facebook post and didn't didn't censor him enough. And so uh, a lot of Facebook employees, because we're here in Silicon Valley where they're all performative leftists, um, mm. most of whom are white yeah. and rich. Uh, yeah. They're they're Always. like, you know, they have to show how pissed off they are. And like there's been a couple high profile employees who've resigned um, and complained about Mark. Uh, and, you know, I, uh, I don't want to go on a tangent. But this is, it's kind of related. My wife and I were talking about this because she does a podcast in Chinese, actually, to the China's audience. And they're always careful about what they can and can't say. Mostly they don't talk about Chinese government, so they can say what they want. Uh, but, um, you know, we were talking about why, what the difference between Zuckerberg and Dorsey is, like why they're behaving differently. And I'm not a huge Facebook fan, but just from a business perspective, um, I don't believe Facebook has been converged upon by social justice warriors at the end of the day. I think Zuckerberg is a pragmatist who wants to build this company. He wants to make it big. He will do whatever it takes to make it big. If that requires appeasing the mob somehow, and that's what he thinks practically he needs to do, he'll do that. But I don't think he's bought in to this stuff. Um, and whereas Dorsey is a social justice warrior. He is bought into this. And, and surrounded by it on every, at every angle. Yeah, and interestingly enough, if you look at the how the companies have performed post-IPO, uh, it's exactly what you would expect from a company that's been converged upon. What happens when they get converged upon? Well, their main goal is not the company anymore. It's propagating SJW ideology. Twitter is either at or below their IPO level right now. Like they're not, they haven't grown at all since they've IPO'd. Facebook has exploded. I think they've gone 10x or whatever. Like they've gone crazy, maybe 20x. I don't remember, but they've gone, they've, he's built an empire. I'm, and again, there's things I don't like about Facebook, but <coughs> clearly he's got Facebook's shareholders' best interest in mind trying to build something. And tr he's not always making decisions I would agree with. And, I, and he is kowtowing to the mob sometimes, but he hasn't lost sight of his goal. Uh, and I think that's ultimately why he's hated because Dorsey has Dorsey's goal has nothing to do with Twitter being successful. Dorsey's goal has only or his measure of success is does Twitter push social justice ideology? Um, does it influence the culture in the way I want it to? Um, and that's why that's why they like Dorsey and that's why they hate Zuckerberg. I think. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. And it's and it's all the people who work there and work for him and that he's surrounded by that the JJ person whatever mm -hmm. her name is um yeah I, th I think facebook is by no means good but not but not nearly as bad as twitter right right and i think um, it's just because he's a pragmatist right i don't think he he doesn't care one way or another uh. and what's what's really been frustrating for me also is that now for the second time that i've been banned i'm seeing how everybody just disconnects all these people i know with big followings with these free speech big tech anti-censorship people they never speak up for anyone who's banned so 
it's scary knowing that they can continue banning people and most people won't even know about it. You know, like right. you guys, I thank you guys so much. Like you've always been so amazing and like you guys are so fearless and don't give a shit what anyone thinks about anything. <laughs> Well, I wish we were bigger to okay. give you a more of a platform because I think the right thing to do would be for people with huge <laughs> platforms to start finding people like you to elevate so that they can demonstrate, look, this censorship really happens. I mean, there, if Trump wants to make a point, he needs to parade people like you in front of the mainstream media during a press conference and say, here's Mike Harlow's case. Here's who he is. Here's what he believes. Here's what they did to him. Here's how they do it. This is how they're influencing the election. And there's a million Mike Harlows that you'll never hear about. Like, I don't yeah, see anyone no. doing that. Make it personal. Tell a story. Make mm -hmm. it emotional. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you change people's minds. And that's how you get people to care. You can give stats on the number of people who've been censored and they don't care. But if you make it personal and put a face to it and start telling stories... I think that's the best strategy. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'm mad at him right now because, like, I think there's been a whole lot of inaction in a lot of ways from Trump lately. And, like, I'm 100% voting for him. But step it up, dude. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about that, that you're voting for him. Because there might be, again, uh, we've been uh, uh, blessed recently with some new followers. I think we're almost at 5,000. Woohoo! I know, and, you guys, um, I feel like when I was on the first time, like, a uh, year ago or year, something like that, you had, like, seven followers. And now yeah, I was going to say now. five. I'm we had so five followers. You guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm so freaking proud of you guys. <laughs> Thank you. You're growing so quickly. Um, well, so, so for people who don't know, um, this may be all ground, so we'll do it just quickly, but tell people what the Walk Away movement is and what your – have your political beliefs changed – um, or has the left changed? Like, what is Walk Away, and why are you a part of it? And also tell uh, people how they can follow you, because we have new people in chat who are who missed the beginning or whatever, and they want to know how to follow you. Oh, sweet! Yeah, I'm 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 on YouTube, Mike Harlow. I'm on Instagram, Sleepy Harlow, Facebook, Mike Harlow. So basically anything. Uh, I should probably get some of those like no censorship things, but I I okay. Honestly, like just between us, I kind of feel like it's it would be me like screaming into the wind because they really have seven people on there <laughs> yeah it's hard but um yeah. i mean great for them for building like you know nothing against them but it's just there's just so many that it's it's kind of difficult but um what was the question oh yeah walk away, uh, walk uh, away. so walk away is very diverse groups of people who have walked away from the left and the democratic party um and that is all different types of people left, right, center, liberal, conservative, independent, you name it. Um, and it's not at all about becoming a Republican or conservative, because I really don't consider myself a conservative at all. Um, you know, I was on with our friend Carlin the other day, and I said, I was like, I was wearing a tank top. I'm like, come on, my nipples are hanging out right now. How friggin' conservative could I possibly be? <laughs> um, people think I'm this, like, raging conservative. Um, but for me, uh, so yeah, my beliefs really haven't changed. I think the things that were always so integral to me being a liberal, being um, for free speech, being anti-war, being uh, wanting a limit to corporate power, liberals, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. corporations, like the media, like Twitter, like Facebook, like all of them, Google. Yep. Um, so yeah, those things are, I'm still, I still think all the same things. Um, it's just that the left in the Democratic Party has changed so radically drastic, um, so radically much. But um, 
yeah, I, to me, there's no choice in who to vote for. I didn't like Trump last time. I did not vote for him. I hated him in 2016. Me too. There is just no argument to be had between the two. First of all, let me understand this. I'm supposed to vote for one of the architects of mass incarceration who wrote half of those bills, uh, or I'm a racist, over the person who has gotten black people out of jail and who has signed criminal justice reform. Or I'm a racist. I mean, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there is literally a video of Joe Biden in the Senate from when they were passing one of those crime bills of him saying, um, I'm very proud of this bill because the only thing we don't do in here is hang people for jaywalking. Jeez. So that's who I should vote for because love and hope and peace and kindness. Well, if you don't, yeah. you're not gay. I heard that's his news. Yeah. Story. yeah. <laughs> Please, if only. I don't want to have to date these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to take a moment just for a minute. We have a few super chats that flew by and I want to recognize them. Um, thank you, Sandy Kins. Uh, she says the knitting community does not discriminate. We accept all handcrafts. I don't know. If that's true. Not white ones though. Uh, hold on. There's, there's I more. I just saw somebody. Um, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I look. I was just going to say, I saw somebody who was like a big knitter, uh, posted a thing on Instagram about how he's leaving the knitting community and it's a cult and i was like hell yeah we got you <laughs> Tell them to come find come find the free thinking knitters there's more <laughs> i can't every time i hear that word <laughs> it is pretty funny i i don't hear it that way the knitters will save humanity like, oh. <laughs> i can't hear it any other yeah. way well the, the there are here's something cool that there is it may be it, it, the knitting world is interesting because it has been um, so thoroughly infiltrated by SJWs um, and they've been so vicious in the way that they attack successful um, knitting companies, yarn dyers, yarn designer, pattern designers. Um, but it, that makes it also, it created an opportunity for it to also be very interesting because it's one of the first places where I'm seeing a resistance growing. There are a lot of resistant knitters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that sounds funny too. I'm imagining in like in a hundred years, there's going to be a textbook or whatever equivalent there are of textbooks about this period in American history, and there's going to be a chapter called the knitters, and it's going to be all about yes. <laughs> all about yes. the the role that the knitters played in the revolution. <laughs> Oh my gosh, by the way, if somebody in chat knows, we talked about knitters saving the world previously. <laughs> <laughs> Harley keeps laughing. Anyway, we did. And it and it is it I, it's funny, but there's also I think yes, that they provide a model for pushing back. And somebody told me about these women and I can't remember the name and I can't remember the historical context. And they, and they, somebody in chat was like, wow, you guys don't know about this. And I didn't, and I meant to research it more and I didn't get to. And then recently I watched a documentary about the French revolution. And there was part where they were talking about all the women, the fishmongers who stormed the uh, palace and went to murder the queen, Marie Antoinette. But she, she escaped right before they got to her bedroom and barricaded herself in the, in the king's bedroom quarters. And they took their knives and tore up her, first of all, they murdered and cut the heads off of all the guards. And then they tore up her bed sheets and her pillows with knives. And I was wondering, is that the women you guys were talking about? If any, that's a long question. I think, no, those are interesting. I think they were talking about yeah. people who actually did some sewing. 
Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> and sold some hats or something. Someone in chat can mention. That's insane. Talk about that, but uh, yeah, you know, hey, knitting needles, <coughs> knitting needles are also offensive weapons, apparently. Um, <laughs> when when in white hands. Uh, Tax Terra sent us a super chat. Thank you, uh, Terra. Terra says, "Who will win, BLM or Pride?" I think she was referring to uh, the comments on that knitting picture. We all lose. <laughs> we all lose. That's the right answer. <laughs> we all, we all lose. We all lose. Um, uh, and wait, there's one more super chat that I can find. Uh, I just like to respect the super chats because we're pre very appreciative. Uh, oh. <clears throat> Uh, well, this super chat says, uh, what's the China lady podcast name? <laughs> uh, the China lady, uh, I email me, China I don't want to actually link us publicly. Uh, so Aww. email me, uh, because the China lady, I care about the China lady and she doesn't need to be linked Aww. to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> given that she does need to go to China sometimes, uh, <laughs> I don't want her to end up <laughs> in a jail, but uh so yeah thank you for the super chat though that's insane. i mean i feel like that's where we're heading now basically in this country. well you know what yeah you know it's interesting uh we talk about podcast stuff sometimes and and she says like i actually would have more freedom if we moved to china because i don't talk about china so Jesus. Uh, I could talk about whatever I wanted so long as I didn't talk about the Chinese Communist Party, and I don't. So, because I don't give a crap about the Chinese Communist Party. So she's Jesus. like, actually, you might have more freedom. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be able to shoot guns. Wow. So, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but like WeChat or none of those platforms out. would take us down for talking about any of this stuff. They don't care. Um, That's so. insane. I mean, that should just tell you everything. Right. Well, I mean, they're, you know, the left. Uh, the left wants authoritarianism, so China's a good model. If yeah, that's what you want. And that's the thing. When you, you know, last night I looked at all of these videos of, and I mean, they just have compilations that go on and on and on of black people in particular crying because of losing their businesses, being attacked, being yeah. robbed, being screamed at, being assaulted, uh, being killed, many of them. I mean, do you know, there are almost now, as of now, there are almost as many black people who have been killed in these riots than unarmed black people who were killed by police this year. Wow. I think it's like, I did what, not is it that. like nine that get killed a year? I forget, something like that. Nine or 16, it's a, was, it's yeah. a small number. Normally, right? I was go um I have the information here. I was going through it last night. Oh yeah, what is it? See, they never they never look at stats. By the way, they thank you, Jeanette, for the super chat. Thank you, Jeanette, very much. And you guys in the chat are cracking me up. <laughs> <laughs> we should just call them our nettas. <laughs> what do you have the stats with you, Mikey, or no? Uh I do. These are up to date as of I think the end of May. So okay. maybe it's supposed to be one person, but so there are 10. ten. Unar as in 2020, there are 10 and unarmed black people were killed. However, some of them seem rather justified. One was wanted for murder. One had just committed multiple carjackings in front of the police and ran. And not saying that they deserve to be killed. But if you look into how many of them was racism a factor, it, I don't know. Um, you, and so they here, just automatically assume it is without yeah. knowing. They don't try to find. And, and also, yeah. how many of them, the ones that there is no explanation for, the cops were charged with murder. So if you look through them, charged with murder, charged with murder. Um, 
So I, just to get into that for a second, I, I don't know how you guys feel. I felt very conflicted with all of this because I uh, on the one hand, I do feel like there are prejudices against black people. And I honestly feel that if um, the Ahmed Arbery, the one that happened before, or Floor George, Floor, ah, George Floyd, if uh, – if they were white, I think they would be still still be alive. I think they would have been more given the benefit of the doubt. However, what people are rioting and protesting for is just not backed up by any facts, no matter what data you look at. It's not true. So I'm not quite sure how to how we're supposed to reconcile those two things and move forward. Well, I mean, I have a kind of a. Uh... I do believe racism exists, but I the narrative that cops are uh, on on average racist is just false. Uh, they, they they don't mm-hmm. shoot black unarmed blacks more than unarmed whites. Uh, yeah. They do if you look at so they 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 shoot whites more if you just look at numbers, but that makes sense because there's more whites. Uh, if you go a level deeper, they shoot blacks more because uh, blacks are thirteen percent of the population and they account for more than thirteen percent of the unarmed shootings, but if you look at crime uh, and like violent crimes, uh, it switches back. They shoot whites more, uh, unarmed whites more. So the the idea that they're out being uh, racist is just a false narrative. Um, and yeah. you know, I don't, I don't. There's a lot that I disagree with Candace Owens about, but she did a video. Uh, yesterday, or, or maybe it was this morning, I think it was yesterday. If you haven't seen her video, I think I retweeted it from Unsafe Space. Uh, she she says, some, she nails it, and there's some hard facts in there. Uh, and I really I really like the video, but her, her point is, um, her point is that this narrative is false, uh, th- that this is a generalized problem. Like, that's just a false narrative. Um, is Was it wrong that, like, was it wrong that Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd? <coughs> Absolutely. And by the way, the system seems to be working. He's in jail. He's going to yeah. be charged with murder. So that's yeah. what you do with murderers. That's like that's what you can expect. Um, so that makes that makes like, sense. But there's zero evidence that even that was racially based. Just to be clear, I haven't yeah. seen one lick of evidence that shows like him posting racist things or him saying I would do. I you know I don't like black people or I'm doing this because he's black. Like we don't know. We don't know if he's just a murderer and a thug or like what his yeah. reasons are. Um, it's not. And I don't see anybody. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I'm just saying this isn't evidence of the, the problem. They, they have a false narrative and this isn't even evidence of that false narrative. The only way this is evidence is if all you do is look at the skin color and say, well, it had to be racism because that guy was white and that guy yes. was black. That doesn't make right. it have to be racism. I agree. We can all have our gut. Uh, uh, opinions on it and like I, I agree with Mikey it just my god I just feel like that guy yeah. might have may, may have acted but you know I have no evidence to back that up no, I don't not. know that for sure and you're right they do automatically they assume that their gut or their for them it's not just their gut it's their what their ideology predisposes them to believe they, they assume because of that that it's automatically racism. Just the same way they look at that picture of hands and say, mm-hmm. you showed white hands, therefore you're white supremacist. Like that is insane, but that's what their ideology tells them. You know, I, they, I they think they there I think there are two sides of this. Um, that on the one side, just my what I believe is I think um, on the one side, racism is real. There are double standards and prejudices that can have violent outcomes. But on the other hand, 
the astronomically high rate of crime in the black community fuels those prejudices. So how are we how are we supposed to address one without addressing the other? That will well, never they won't, happen. You're not they allowed to talk about allow, that, though. No. Right. They will yeah. never allow a discussion about the actual root causes. And and not that there's only one. That's that's part of the problem is they look at a they look at the world and they um, have a univariate cause for everything. It's it's yeah. it's just racism or it's just sexism or it's just, yeah. you know they always apply those things without actually looking at you know in reality there are multiple problems there are multiple causes for problems yeah. and you're not allowed to talk about um, some very big uh, uh, factors involved you're not allowed to talk about and and how can you fix like you're saying to your point. How are we supposed to fix um, the problem of like black on black crime, which you're not allowed to talk about, or the the, the of just uh, crime in crime general? Generally, How, yeah, you're yeah, you're not allowed. To, it's like a taboo thing, and so uh, to me, that's that's racist. That itself is racist because you're looking at the race of a, of a you're looking at the problem, and then you're taking the race of the people involved into account and saying, okay, then we're going to ignore that and not do anything about it. We're not going to talk about it. You're yeah. allowing the, the race to um, cause you to treat it differently. If that were happening in the white community, it would be addressed. They wouldn't be afraid of addressing it, you know, yeah. to the same, if it were happening to the same degree, the same magnitude, you know, I, I just, yeah, I, I feel like that itself is just like a condescending form of racism of like, we're, that's why I didn't used to understand, especially when I was an SJW. I believe the lie that black conservatives, you know, I mocked them the way the SJWs are taught to mock them and wrote them off as race traitors. And I thought they were all stupid. And I believed awful things that SJW ideology convinced me of. Um, it, SJW ideology was teaching me how to be a racist, essentially. Um, but now I understand black conservatives a lot better because it's, it's it, you know, if you follow someone like, um, well, like a Candace Owens or um, like a Diamond and Silk or Terrence K. Williams or people who talk about um, the way that white woke culture ignores problems in the black community is racist and they feel unaddressed and unseen and unheard. Right. You guys, um, you guys should talk to Olivia Rondo. She's amazing. Who's, who's um, that? She's coming on my channel on Monday. Uh, um, she's very smart. She's like a she's a pro wrestler and um, she's very smart. I just love how she kind of calls out the bullshit on all sides of this because I think honestly I think there are a lot of people these types of personalities or youtubers or whatever you want to call them I think there are a lot of them on the right who kind of just tell people what they want to hear and will never diverge from the right talking points and so I, I love people like her and like you guys who people who don't do that shit I mean um, so she really calls out a lot of the bullshit yeah she um, sounds interesting but for me I don't Oh yeah, she's amazing. Um, yeah, if you guys want to watch, I uh, we did a stream on my channel a couple months ago. We're doing another one on Monday, but um, yeah, I everything just seems so horrible right now. And I think so. And I don't hear anybody addressing what I think is the biggest issue here in terms of it, the police and stuff. Like because when I watched the video of him being killed, my, the biggest question that I had was. How was this person hired? How was he hired and how was he allowed to remain on the police force? Because uh, there were warning signs. He had 20 different yeah. complaints against him. So I think if you want to talk about policing, then talk about actual tangible procedures yeah. and policies and things that should change. 
But they don't do that. Well, and this is the yeah. thing, like, and this is something that I think could actually unite uh, all all people that care about authoritarianism, which is the the rising militarization of the police, the Gestapo yes. tactics of the police, the overuse of force, the escalation of force, the way yes. that things like the war on drugs have have justified uh, escalation of violence by the police in a way that you know it's not it's not uh, you know. Andy Griffith from Mayberry anymore, who's your local cop. It's some psychopath in SWAT gear with an armored vehicle. And like, that's not, you know, no knock warrants. I mean, there's a whole bunch of problems with how we are policed as a society. We are policed uh, in a way that's indistinguishable from any police state. I mean, our, our police are armed to the teeth. They look like a military. The LA cops could probably go take down a small country in South America. Like they, are, they have a massive amount of firepower and tactics that they use are military style tactics. And they're deploying these against everyone, not just black people, everyone. And this is how they treat the populace. And that's a real conversation to have. And someone wants to protest like the rise of the police state, I will march with you for that. Like that's that I'm on board with and we should make some changes. But um, to turn this into some like, what's happening now is they've turned this thing into systemic racism has got to go. Like who, how is this about systemic racism? This is one dude killing another dude. This is not about systemic racism. And, and, the system when, and is working, look at the numbers. Of, I will say, in this case, the system is working. That doesn't yes, always work. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. been arrested. He's been charged with murder. Like, that's what you want the system to do. So that's my question, too, is, like, where's the systemic breakdown that they're talking about here? Like, right. I, the I system's working. Yeah. You're totally like, right. And, and also, they, they what SJWs constantly do is they use black as a synonym for poor. If we look yeah. at these crime numbers uh, by socioeconomic status, I, I guarantee you they would tell a very different story because it isn't rich black people getting, you no, know. No, it's not. And, and just so you know, you're all being played because <laughs> there's authoritarians of both flavors out there in the world. They're the people we should be fighting against. They wanna control what you say, what you do, what you ingest, who you marry, who you have sex with. They wanna control all of that. They wanna control you. They wanna control what you do with your wallet, what you do with your free time, who you can hire, how you can hire them, where you can live. They wanna control you every aspect of your life. And you've got those people on one side starting riots to justify the people on the other side saying, well, I guess we need a police state to clamp down on the riots. Like, how do you not see the obvious march towards totalitarianism? They are playing right into the fascist fears, like right into the fear of building a fascist state. You want to you build a fascist state? Go freaking riot in the city like this. Because what will happen is the people who control the military who don't know how else to respond to this and have no principles and, and are pragmatists, they're going to send the troops in. And that's just gonna that's just gonna create a bigger problem. Like you're just getting more 9-11. What happened with 9-11? Outsiders came, killed a bunch of us, and we end up with a freaking Patriot Act to getting spied on. Everything is being recorded. And what do you do? You do nothing. You do nothing. You let Edward Snowden does his thing and everyone like forgets his name and he's hiding somewhere in Russia and no one gives a crap. Nothing has changed. You vote for people who are gonna put this crap back in. You have no freedom, you have no privacy, and you're you're out there contributing to the march towards totalitarianism by looting basically your neighbors who own businesses, ruining your own jobs. Like you're gonna ruin those communities for years to come because guess what? 
If I'm a rich business owner and I can afford to leave your freaking town, guess what I'm doing after this? If I owned a business in Oakland, I would be gone. I would be gone because why? Why do it? Why do it? It's not, I don't yeah. need it. You need it. And you're just, you're just ruining your own communities and you're playing right into this crap. It's infuriating and they don't have any respect for you. They have zero respect for you. They know you're gonna do this. They know that you're stupid, they that do. you're gonna, they're gonna yell around race. They're gonna give you some signs. You're gonna go, they're gonna drop, Antifa will drop bricks off on the corner and you idiots are gonna ruin your own towns. And then authoritarians are gonna be like, hey, I guess we need the military. I, woo, sorry. Carter, Jesus, <laughs> testify. I'm sorry, I got riled up. Oh, no, you give me a brain boner like no other. <laughs> I am just like jizzing from the ears right now. Oh my God, that was epic. Um, <laughs> oh, woo, getting I, spicy in here. Thank you, Kent. Uh, also, <laughs> thank you, Kent. He says, awesome rant, Carter. Welcome back, Mike. <laughs> uh, thank you, Kent. I um I I agree with you in that I definitely I've been I've been considering this as like a phase two of authoritarian of this new authoritarianism that we're we're being made more comfortable with. Phase one was the previous two or three months during COVID, um, making people comfortable with the idea that it's okay for the state to tell you you can't go to work, um, and then. And then yeah. that, like this just happened, the timing of this, it's, it's exactly what you said. It is, um, it, is, it is legitimizing and making people comfortable with police force, like militarized police in the streets with curfews. Right. You know, there's curfews now in these cities. I'm sure there's one in New York, right, Mike? At eight o'clock. I never in my entire life thought I would live to see the day. There's an eight o'clock curfew in so New York time, City. Right? What time did the riots start? Nine o'clock? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. I, this is but, insane. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I, and here's the thing. In New York, they basically don't allow you to be a Republican. If you are, if, if, that too. <laughs> that's also me, true, I'm sure. slip. <laughs> <laughs> They, they do not allow you to be an independent, is what I meant to say. Um, if you're an independent, you basically, you just lose your right to vote in any primaries. Um, yep. So I am a registered Republican now. And oh boy, am I pissed at my party. Their slogan should just be Republicans, the second worst party. I'm so oh, they're horrible. Furious. They're horrible. I'm so furious at them. And I and this is honestly the most negatively that I have felt towards Trump the entire time he's been in office. I am pissed with him because I remember very clearly uh, during Ferguson when all of these Republicans said Obama needs to calm down the racial tensions. He needs to he needs to bring the country together. He needs to unite blacks and whites. And I agreed with them then, and I agree even more so now. I feel like he's doing nothing like and I'm I and I'm like I said, I am 100 percent voting for him and I want more from him. And, you know, I've listened to his speeches and he's had all the right words. But how long have I been saying to people that the argument for voting for Trump is who cares about words? His actions are good. So now I want to see some action. I if Republicans don't have it in their 2020 platform of uniting race and easing racial tensions, uniting people, then they're a failure. And, and this 
is just another in a long line of failures with them because we have had decades of Republicans just ignoring black people in this country. They don't go to these places. They don't show up. They don't yeah. talk to these people. This is an opportunity to red pill the masses. What are you doing? Like, yeah, fine, the Republicans okay, don't do it. On. They do nothing. Yeah. And I feel I feel like I'm having to choose between a side that actively does everything humanly possible to divide us and keep us fighting about race and gender and all these things for a hundred years to come or a side that does absolutely jack shit nothing they they're they're navel gazers did you see maj Touré's cpac discussion about this wait what's that did you see maj Touré at cpac talk about this no i didn't he i mean he called them out he was like where are you you're not in my communities you don't come in you don't come like why am I doing this? Thank Where the you. hell are you guys coming in? The only voice they hear is the left. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and I you know, I live in a blue city. I'm a block AOC's district ends like a block away from me. So I'm right outside it. And let me tell you, they can bash her all they want. Before anyone knew her name, I used to see her all the time around here handing out flyers, knocking on doors. I wish Republicans would put a tenth of the effort into winning elections as she did into winning that one. Like they don't yeah. show up every time there's a, an election. People knock on my the Democrats, the Democratic Socialists, the everyone. No Republicans. Yeah, my the, you know why? Running unopposed for a decade. I've never one single time ever seen a Republican. I think I know why. I'm gonna make a theory. There's nothing inspirational about the Republican message. the The left ha- at least has idealism. And they have something that they're fighting against, sometimes something they're fighting for, but they at least they have idealism. Um, the Republicans don't actually stand for everything. Sometimes they mouth off about small government, but don't do anything about small government. No. The Republicans aren't committed to any specific ideology, and that's boring and uninspiring, and there's nothing to say. If a Republican came into my town, what's he going to say? I would like taxes that are slightly different than the other taxes and <laughs> this other thing that's a milk, like a lukewarm version of the thing that they want, and that's a little too far, but I mostly support it. Like, Republicans have no, nothing to that's... contribute. They have no ideology. They have no principles. They're just, as Michael Malice has said, conservatism is... Uh, uh, well, wait, what does he say? Conservatism is progressivism driving the speed limit. That's all they are. Except except it's so not. I disagree. I think that's part of the problem is that, conserv- I, I think that that's conservatives are not Republicans, though. Like, the conservatives are not win- running. They're not winning elections. The, it, from what I understand, cultural conservatives, and, I, and this is speaking as someone who's, I, this is all new to me. I'm not on the right, regardless of what people say about us and our channel. It's times like this that they find out, oh, no, wait, we're really not on the right. (laughs) That I don't know anything. But what I do, the conservatives that I follow, I see them complaining all the time. They're saying that conservatives don't actually run, that Republicans are not not conservatives anymore. That's why that slogan I kept pushing for in our shop, make Republicans conservative again. That resonates with a lot of my conservative friends. I yeah, don't but think look, conservatives, I, I, just what I've I seen. don't know. I don't even really know what that would mean because does that mean them? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I. I, I, don't I, really... I look. I spent. See, I. Oh, I'm sorry. I spent way more time around conservative. I was a conservative in college. Uh, like I spent time around the conservatives. Uh, they've never won the Republican Party. Conservatives have never been in charge. Barry Goldwater lost. Like the conservatives have not been in charge forever. 
So the idea that like make Republicans conservative again, when the hell was that? When was the Republicans conservative? Um, and a lot of the conservatives actually, um, you know, some conservatism is good, but a lot of it is just, uh, yeah. a lot of it is just kind of milk toast leftism. They don't, they don't say things like we need yeah. to abolish. They used to, at least sometimes they used to say we need to abolish the welfare state and corporate taxes or whatever. Like they don't do any of that anymore. They don't. They don't have a, and, and I don't even necessarily agree. Like they like to, they used to like to complain about the personal welfare state, but stay silent about the welfare we give large corporations. They don't even really do that anymore. They, they're not, they, they, sh they don't have, there's no principles. There's no party standing up because the libertarians have their heads up their butts. There's no party oh. standing up saying free speech, individualism, limited government, like that's what we stand for. We stand for that on principle. We stand for that whether we are talking about corporate welfare or private welfare. We stand for that whether we're talking about uh, drug use or anything else. Like, we stand for individual freedoms. That's what we stand. No one says that. There's no freedom and, party to speak of. So and just, I would, you know. I, 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 so I feel like, you know, if you look, especially in the black community, in the inner cities, uh, Democrats' policies have been so inherently toxic. They have had 100% control of these areas for decades. Yeah. And the thing is, a lot of people, and and nothing has changed. Everything is it's gotten miserable. Worse. Um, of course it's gotten worse. And the thing is, a lot of people blame Democrats for that. I ultimately blame Republicans because they've done nothing to change that. And they just have this weak, loser mentality of, oh, they're not going to vote for us. Nothing we can do. You know, yeah. my city, my just a decade ago was run by Republicans, but they just washed their hands of it and give up, gave up. So uh, in many instances, especially for the black community, it's like a choice between bad ideas and no ideas, bad yeah. policies or no policies. It's so pragmatism. I really want the Republican Party to step up and and come in and be the party that will take up the issues and the people who have been so horribly failed by Democrats. Yeah. Go to these places. Go to the black churches. Set, talk to people. Say, hey, we're sorry that we haven't showed up in 40 years, but here's why these things aren't working. Look at your building. Your business is on fire. Here's why these things are not working for you. Nothing has changed. So we're sorry that we have totally failed you by ignoring you for decades, but that changes now. How can we work together and fix things? Here, here, Mike. And you'll see how quickly it would turn around. But I mean, I, I, I do this constantly. I am a Republican. I couldn't tell you one Republican who's run in New York. And when they do, they're just these placeholder candidates who have no relation to the people in their district. Like they are an embarrassment. Well, but and I, and I and I honestly feel like with people like AOC and Bill de Blasio in office, what's worse, people like that being in office or the people who lose to them? <laughs> well, I don't understand. And I'm so tired of Republican voters making excuses for these people. No, it is not enough to criticize Democrats. We need to demand more from our party but our but they're public i'm not even I, our, i'm not even a republican i can't say our party they well, don't I, I just said me and other ones can i take guys can we take a short break before we get too backed up with super chats which is a good problem to have but yeah yeah thank you guys uh easy homer, homer i never said thank you too i put that up what's uh, the next I'll one i need to put them out up? if you can 
You pulled them up. So EC Homer said, simply for Carter's epic rant, loved it 100%. Thank you, EC Homer. Little Ragamuffin says, F yeah. make that like a clip. Little Ragamuffin says, F yeah, Carter. Um, Thank you, Little Ragamuffin. says, Carter rant donation. Thank you, Wombat. You got a lot of super chats when you rant. I guess I should rant more. Sometimes I hold back. Carter rant. And then we um, then we get some that are related to what we're talking about right now. Um, Let's see, Maddie, thank you, Maddie. Maddie says, once the right can organize and protest the same way the left can, that's when the fight will be won. But they do, they just don't seem able. Um, or I don't know about able, but they don't. They don't do it. They don't do it. Miles, thank you, Miles. Miles says, hey guys, what's the problem with the Libertarian Party? Since people are getting tired of both parties. But they seem to make no headway. What isn't? The it's like herding with cats. The libertarians. The libertarians. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me just tell you guys. You know, remember? You guys have watched Tiger King. Yeah. I I finally get caved in and watched it. <laughs> not, that, not, not that I'm saying you should. However, yeah. Do you guys remember the libertarian guy from Tiger yes, King? Yes, I loved him. Yeah, he's great. Exactly the one. The one we all thought was the sane one. Yeah. He was arrested for stabbing someone with a katana. What? <laughs> See, that—that's the problem with libertarians. You never know. <laughs> no, he seems so. He was like the I only. Know. <laughs> oh my goodness! You've—you've you've, uh, rocked my. You've, you've blown my mind today. Well, he was still the somebody, most sane one, but that's still the most sane one. Down with someone with kind So, Cemetery of Choice had an answer for Miles in the chat, and it's something that Carter has said before. Um, Cemetery of Choice said that. Um, Libertarians can't gain traction because people who want everybody to mind their own business are hard to get enthused about getting being in office. Yeah, it's like let's all be about individualism and smaller government together while we push for, for government. <laughs> like it's, right. it's vote for me and yeah. I'll do nothing. Mm, that, that, yeah. That's it's yeah. Vote vote for me yeah, and I'll me, abolish I'm the office not. I'm in. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I would vote for that person, but. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I think I, you know, I think we could use a little bit of libertarianism, but I'm just when it comes down to, I'm just not, I'm not a libertarian. Yeah, no, I, I know. So, um, by the way, we have to also say uh, thank you to David Caballeros. He says the Republican message is everything is good enough. Don't mess it up. Yeah, the Democrat message is everything could be better. Let's make change. Yeah, and see, and that's the thing. The Republican message. This is what I'm getting at. It doesn't resonate with. It's it's not inspiring. The Republicans are. It, it can be though. It can be because that wasn't Trump's message, and he won. Well, but he's not a typical Republican. I'm not talking about him. Exactly. I'm talking about that's Trump's. what we need. Or not. I'm talking about Republicans generally. But 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 okay. Look, the left has. Here's the thing. Here's how you know the the, the Republican Party is bankrupt ideologically. Uh, they never challenge the philosophical ideas of the left. The left will say something. Uh, philosophically incorrect and the republicans push back on it pragmatically well yes yeah. but pragmatically we shouldn't do blah 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 blah. they never push back on it philosophically they never say so like just just take minimum wage right um the left will be like you know minimum wage minimum wage people need to make a living blah 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 blah, blah. the republican argument will be well uh, well, but that actually hurts the people more and it hurts business and it hurts this and it actually has the adverse effect and it's the opposite of what you think. All that's true. But the answer to minimum wage is you own your own freaking life. You get to decide how much your, your time is worth. You get to talk to someone else and come to mutual understanding without the government 
getting in the way of that conversation. That's why minimum wage is evil. Minimum wage is evil because it's no one's damn business what the two of you decide to pay each other for what. That's why it's evil. And they can't make that argument because they have no philosophical backbone. They have no, they stand for nothing. They're just like, I kind of don't want things to change because they're okay. And if we're going to change, can we go slowly? That's the Republicans. Yeah. That is yep. uninspiring on every level. But that's not that. But that's why, you know, that's not how Trump ran. And I, that's why I think we need different kind of Republicans. That's why they if hate the Republican Trump. Yeah. Party was smart, <laughs> if the Republican Party were smart, they would look at all of these cultural figures like you guys, like Brandon, like Blair, like so many people who have been red billing the shit out of people for years. None of that is coming from the Republican Party. They should right. watch all of these people and be like, we need people like that. Yeah. And, and I, look, um, I think maybe there's an opportunity to an take over the Republican Party because there's an infrastructure exactly. and there's a name. And if you can trash all the people that are there now and kick That's them out, take it over. Uh, that's what Trump that is, did. I do agree. That's what Trump did. Trump was not a Republican. Trump was a that was he's best quality. liberal. <laughs> yeah, he was not a Republican. That, and he took it over. And he became, he was like, well, I'm going to run as that party. And I'm going to change my positions to make it okay for me to run as that party on a couple things. But I don't have to change them on that much because the parties are pretty much indistinguishable in a lot of ways. <laughs> yes, yeah. Who knows what's um, what? Yeah. I, he can literally I use the to, same uh, speeches that Clinton used uh, yeah. just a few years older. A few years ago. Yeah, he could use some of the same speeches Obama used. No, but I think ago. his I think yeah. his uh, principles and policies are very in line with what Republicans should be. But it's not in line with what Republicans have been for years. And that's a good thing. None of us, even the most dedicated Republicans, if you were to ask them, I assure you, do not want to go back to the party of Bush and Romney and McCain and all of those people. Because if if that were the Republican Party today, there is zero chance that I would vote for them. Ever. Oh, I think ever, ever. a lot of Republicans yeah. want to go back to that, though. I mean, again, really? this is this is. Oh, well, I don't mean like outsider. the establishment. Oh, right, right. But the establishment as an see Republicans. But like as an outsider watching and following people to try and understand all the all the machinations that the word machinations on the. the Am I pronouncing it right? All the yeah. the movements and the machinations on the right. I follow people uh, who are conservative, center right. You know, I'm figuring out what all these different the differences are. And the other thing I keep seeing is that there there's this group they call the Never Trumpers, the Republicans who really hate Trump, and and they you seem to, to be like the CNN. establishment. Yeah, they're like the neocons who would be happy to return to the way the party was before, which is. I don't know. It's interesting. Hey, can I yeah. can I address something from earlier in the chat? Yeah. Because we, we we didn't talk about this. You were talking about Carter in your epic rant. Sorry. About the uh, <laughs> I didn't about pause the authoritarian, for feedback. Sorry. <laughs> about the authoritarianism that's being ushered in now with the rioting as justification, um, and Dave from Lubbock. Hi, Dave. Dave said something in chat about how um, one thing the system did, because I was asking, where's the systemic problems here? And I actually agree with him on this. The system, I think, already effed up a little bit because they, they, they originally charged him with manslaughter, which appears to be, to me, a slam dunk case. And then they changed the charges. They upgraded the charges to second degree murder. Second degree murder in- You could walk. 
Yeah, he could walk because that requires intent. They have to prove that he intended to kill him. That's hard to prove. And so he could, yeah, so he could end up walking now and imagine the riots that are going to happen if he walks. He should, they should not be charge, charging him with secondary murder. It almost makes you wonder if they're charging <coughs> him with that so that he gets off. Yup. That, that, just my opinion, I have never been any sort of conspiracy theorist. The events of this year so far are turning me into one because nothing makes sense with any anything that's been going on yep. at all. I mean, yeah. with the whole lockdowns and shit, I felt like there's clearly something that we don't know. There's some reason that a week ago we were all killing granny and now everyone's out protesting. We were first told masks, don't wear masks, they don't help you. Now you have to wear masks. Like, nothing makes sense. And so I, I totally would believe that. Yeah, uh, I, I think um, you might be right, Carrie. Rela- related to that, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Um, this is something my fellow sent me. He's been reading a lot about um, uh, these th- th- these different th- advice given. It was advice given to Berlusconi, the Italian prime minister, uh, by the former Italian prime minister on how to handle the riots. And this is what he said. Quote, they should do what I did when I was an interior minister, pull back police from streets and colleges, infiltrate the movement with provocateurs ready for anything. And for 10 days, let the protesters devastate shops, burn down cars and set cities aflame. Then, emboldened by popular support, police should have no mercy and send them all to the hospital, not arrest them because prosecutors would just free them right away, but beat them all and beat the professors that encourage them. Isn't that crazy? I'm not saying that's what's happening here. This is how you look at when you don't believe in individualism and everything's collectivism, you look at the populace as something to manipulate for your own ends, and that's that's probably a good strategy if you have no morals. Well, it's the same way with when all of these people are so obsessed with race, 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 and they put a happy face on that, that, oh, we're, we're helping. Eventually, that happy face is going to come down, and you're really going to see the ugliness behind that. Yeah. Once, If you are obsessed with uh, people's race for positive reasons, you will eventually see those are very negative reasons behind it. Yep. It's just, it's just insane. I mean, I remember when I was in kindergarten and they opened up a white egg and they opened up a brown egg and said, look, we're all the same on the inside. And now today you have kids being taught about privilege and white guilt and all this shit. And it's a white egg is rotten on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is nobody. Oh God, you guys. Oh my God. You know, what's really been driving me crazy is Initially, this was just one or two or three people, but now it's become like dozens of people I'm seeing on social media who I know personally, who I know for a fact don't believe any of this shit, but posting all the socially acceptable applause lines, their anti-Trump stuff, the Black Lives Matter stuff. And I know for a fact they've told me in private they don't believe any of this. They're chameleons. That, I mean, it's just, there's a lot yeah, of people like that. It's how you show. It's how you show your submission to that you're part of the in group. Well, I mean, I'll tell it you right sign. now in in the Bay Area, if you don't put a Black Lives Matter sign in your storefront, uh, 
it's it's destroyed. Even if you do, it may get destroyed. But uh, it's um, it's kind of like the mafia. And how you've got to pay tribute. It is. And 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 by the way, that's so funny because I was just thinking about how when they say, "Oh, there's no such thing as Antifa. Antifa isn't a centralized group or anything." It's like people who it's like right. it's like when my godfather used to say, "There's no such thing as the mafia," yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> "But you have a pool and you're a garbage man and wear a pinky ring." Yeah, <laughs> that sounds right. like something the mafia would say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to recognize uh, a couple of super chats. Uh, Cemetery of Choice uh, says Carter needs to write campaign speeches. Oddly enough, uh, I used to want to write. I, I'm more articulate uh, when I'm written in written language, and I like writing much more than I like ranting on podcasts. But uh, people don't read. Uh, but maybe, maybe I should write. I, you'd have to find a candidate who doesn't suck. So that's the hard part. Um, and Kim Ray says. Uh, where are all the COVID Karens? <laughs> they like riots. Yeah. Well, I mean, the COVID Karen stuff. They're yelling. Suddenly it didn't, like, they didn't get kudos for saying to stay inside and wear a mask. Like, they were getting praised mm -hmm. for saying that before, but now they don't get praised for saying that. So they don't, they're, they're just, Karens just want, they just like to have attention. They just want to be the. Yeah. Yeah. And control. Yeah. So. They want to, well, and they want to feel morally um, righteous, like morally upright and yeah, so they, the new church lady. yeah they and so what they they can't oppose this they can't be covid karens to the rioters because that goes against sjw ideology and as the sjw ideology is their faith yeah. you know you can't they they would never <clears throat> by just, the way it's just I, really dave dave m in chat says i don't have enough money to run carter so there's the one not shitty politician apparently and he doesn't have enough money to run do so. it anyway yeah uh raise money <laughs> um god it's just really depressing everything now it's like it feels like the end times it feels like how is there any possible way out of this so what do you think is going to happen do you think uh i do, do you think um these riots are going to die down do you think they're going to is there going to be another major uh reason to riot that's constructed between now and november mikey Oh, absolutely. And I will bet you anything that they try to get us back in lockdown. Once the protests yeah. die down in a week, two weeks, however long, I guarantee you. There'll be a new surge um, of COVID-20? COVID yeah, yup. <laughs> COVID-20. Um, it's insane. And at this point, I'm sorry, but we all have to say no. Like, this is insane. Yeah. You know, and, and here's the thing is I really felt very strongly for most of the time that we were in lockdown up until the past couple weeks, I felt very strongly of like, oh, I don't really want to say anything about it publicly because what the fuck do I know? You shouldn't be listening to me. I don't know anything. Right. But at a certain point, when many of us have lost everything, careers, opportunities, and we are not even part of the discussion to say that this is ruining people's lives, have no time frame, no end mm -hmm. in sight, no nothing, no respect, nothing. Um, no. So... It's insane. Like, they're just trying to get this to go on forever. I've literally seen people posting, um, oh, this could go on for years that we're locked down, and you just have to accept that and right. embrace it. Right. It's yeah. insane. It's making people comfortable with authoritarianism. Yep. And by and the I, way— We're all welfare queens now, so that's pretty disturbing also. Yeah. We're all on— Well, they're uh, robbing people of dignity. Like, yeah. work gives people dignity. Yes. And, and 
they're making there it's a psychological impact that's happening not just a financial yeah. one and not just it's not just about being terrified about how you're going to feed your kids it's also about psychologically removing dignity because they're not even allowing you to go out and earn your keep it's like there are some people a lot of them SGWs who prefer not to work and they think everyone's like them and they don't have any dignity <laughs> and they don't they don't value dignity and they would be happy to get a check for the rest of their life for doing nothing. But they make the mistake of thinking that everyone's like them. And that's not true. That's probably why I think part of the reason why SJWs are so depressed all the time is because yeah. they haven't learned self-reliance. Yeah. You know, I. Um, no, but and I, also uh, the psychological implications of what about the fact that we're all walking around, everyone has masks, everyone looks down, everyone avoids each other. There are kids now who are being taught this, who are being taught to fear people while being taught that they are inferior or being taught that they're privileged. Yeah. I mean, yeah. looking at the totality of everything, it just seems so hopeless. I mean, how do we come back from all this shit? It, it just feels so insurmountable. Everything is so depressing. Um, it I'll definitely feels like we're being trained to like say how high when the government trained. says jump. Like, oh, yes. now you have to be in for medical reasons. Now you have to not. Now you have to be in for this reason. Like, now we have curfews. Now we have this. Like, oh, don't worry. Here's your kibble. Like, there's it. it we're being trained um, to be wards of the state. And uh, I agree. You got to say no. By the way, Maddie H says. If there isn't a huge surge of new COVID cases, thank you for the super chat, by the way. If there isn't a new surge of new COVID cases, we need to start asking why the hell we've spent the last two months entombed in our homes. Absolutely. COVID cases Absolutely. should go through the roof in the cities that have had protests. Absolutely. And if they don't... There'll probably... Yep. We should have a lot of questions. There'll probably be like a little spike, but they're not going to go up, I, will, I assume, like the way they should if we would, if this whole thing were totally legitimate. Yeah. Um, one other quick thing about, uh, oh, I had a, I had a thought. It's leaving me. It's about where we're headed. And it was about, it was about your thought about how they're training us and getting us used to this. Oh, it was this, it was this. So I, for anyone who's new and doesn't know my background, I'm like Mikey. I'm a part of walk away. I, I was an SJW for 20 years and I was a lifetime democratic voter up until 2018. I voted for my first Republican, Ted Cruz. Um, I'm not a Republican. I'm still a liberal. I consider myself a classical liberal. I hate the fact that they try to take that word. SJW is trying to claim that word. There's nothing liberal about them. Um, but uh, but yeah, I can see myself voting for Republicans, and I'm probably going to end up voting for Trump unless something I can't yet foresee happens. Yeah. Um, and but what I think is amazing is that I bought into all the stuff about him winning. I cried the night he won, <laughs> and everything they were saying is he's an authoritarian. Remember that he's an authoritarian. He's a demagogue. He's a fascist. He's like Hitler. He's an authoritarian. And on the inauguration, the day of the inauguration, Antifa protested. They had a website called J20. They protested. They um, tried to uh, use smoke bombs. I don't know if you remember this. Um, Project Veritas did an expose video. They tried to use smoke bombs at a conservative uh, ball or gala that was happening during the inauguration. That's one thing they did. But the other thing they did was they said on their website, they said this. They said, we want to create as much chaos and as possible to force him to have the swearing in behind closed doors not in view of the public, just like the authoritarian he is. And 
And that struck me, even at that time, even though I wasn't fully out of my SJW mindset yet, I was like, wait a minute, if they're against authoritarianism, why are they trying to force him to behave like an authoritarian? Right. Why are they trying to they force him the to do secret swearing in? They don't believe anything they actually say. Yes, because they're actual authoritarians. They are authoritarians on the left. And look at everything they're doing now. They're the ones who kept using the word authoritarian. It's all projection. They are supporting the police state. Um, they supported it during COVID for the past few months. And now how are they supporting it? By rioting and provoking the justification for it. They, they were piling on Trump, asking, essentially, why isn't he behaving more like an authoritarian? Yep. Why isn't he doing a federal lockdown? You know, They wanted him to do, like they wanted him to be an authoritarian. They support authoritarianism. And I think, like you've said it before, Carter, like we weren't taught, at least I wasn't taught, that authoritarianism doesn't know any left or right boundary. Right. And I didn't know that authoritarianism could come from the left. And I think it's that blind spot that people have that they don't see how big it's become on the left at this point. You know, where, yeah. there's, a, there's a really good quote I want to read for you, Carrie, because I sent it to a friend of mine the other day. Um, it's from, um, I think this guy was just like a playwright or composer, like, you know, he, but I think he's a libertarian as well. Um, but he said, oh, grand, damn it, I got to find it. Um, I don't want to paraphrase it, but I guess I could. Uh, when the government, I'm paraphrasing now, because I, oh, here we go. When the government's boot is on your throat, whether it is a left boot or a right boot is of no consequence. Yeah. Well said. You yeah. Know, um, and, you, you know, you also see, I, I was talking to a normie yesterday, and uh, <laughs> this, I'm sure they get their news from, from CNN and whatever, and they were like, uh, oh, uh, I think what's happening is, now, so the good part of this normie was they admitted that there was a violent radical left. They were like, oh, I, I think that there's a, a violent radical element to these, these protests, and they're doing these bad things, and some of them are leftists, but they're coming from both sides. And uh, you know why this person thought they were coming from both sides? Because CNN, in, in their fanning the flames of this stuff, CNN went and found one Twitter account that pretended to be Antifa, but was actually run by some white supremacist. I don't even know if they were white supremacists, but they called them white supremacists. So let's assume that that's true and they did their homework, which is a big assumption. Uh, but... Uh, they, it was one Antifa account that uh, was turned out to be run, run by white supremacists, supposedly, and this account was promoting violence. And CNN wrote an entire article about how, see, there's right-wingers posing as Antifa, causing the violence. And, you know, it's amazing how CNN didn't notice the hundreds of actual Antifa accounts saying the same yeah. freaking thing. They don't get an article, they get ignored. Yeah. The one account, which for all they I know, CNN paid some whites, they probably paid Richard Spencer to go create the account for them since they're buddies. Uh, they had Richard Spencer go create the freaking account and suddenly they can write an article about how, oh look, people pretending to be Antifa are violent. No, Antifa is violent. Antifa, not people pretending to be Antifa. We've, but that's, we've seen you know. it for years, and we, and we've not only seen it for years, we have been trying to tell you for years, every time that we have seen lily-white anti, because they are a white identitarian group, that 
the, excuse me, sorry. Um, the, every time that we have seen Antifa picket and attack and assault black people, gay people, transgender people, Hispanic people for years now, it was never about supporting those groups. It was all about making those groups obey and submit. And pull the donkey so they lever. Just control and yeah, um, because I think I think the key to them establishing this sort of conformist utopia that they want is controlling minorities because the biggest minority is the individual. Um, so they fuse together people's identities with their sick, twisted, authoritarian ideology. So then that becomes indistinguishable from people's identities. That becomes the only way to support black people or LGBT people or Latino people, whoever. Um, and so, so many people do not realize that this is what they have bought into. This is not liberalism. This is, I mean, I genuinely don't think in the history of this country we've ever seen this unprecedented sort of radical, radical leftism. And people have no clue. Like every yeah, celebrity, every corporation, every channel is just pushing unabashed Marxism. Yeah. You know, it's you said something that, uh, that I, it's one of my favorite uh, Ayn Rand quotes, actually. Uh, and let me see if I can not butcher it. But um, yeah, the smallest minority on earth is the individual. Those who deny individual rights cannot claim to be defenders of minorities. What's interesting, the reason that I want to bring that quote up, because you just paraphrased it, uh, is Rand is an example of someone who, it's a great quote, um, but she's an example of someone who uh, a lot of people haven't read her and just assume that she's a, a, a racist, bigot, uh, totalitarian, fascist person because that's what they've been told. Um, and in actuality, uh, you know, it's what they're pushing against when they push against Ayn Rand is individualism. That's that's the enemy that they're actually fighting, even though they pretend that they're fighting something else. They're fighting. Uh, they're fighting individualism. I, I can I read a super chat quickly, yeah. Mikey? Um, Mikey. Yeah, definitely. I was just gonna say just quick with that. Um, yep. Actually, I was just watching. I don't know if you saw, but um, I was just I was just saying. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Rush Limbaugh went on the Breakfast Club. Uh, oh, which is like yeah. one of the, I think the biggest black radio show, um, and they're very leftist. And I thought that was amazing. To, and he went and he went there not to attack them, not to destroy them, but went there genuinely with kindness and saying, "How can we fix this? How can we come together?" And I thought that was so amazing. And I realized I've always hated him, and I never had the faintest idea why. Right? Yeah, he there's a lot of totally people different that than I was I, trained. There's yeah. a lot of people I was trying to hate that I've had to go back and um, spend time reevaluating them. And, and he's someone I haven't reached yet on my list of people to either. just like reach and try and figure out what I really think about him. But he was definitely on the hate list without knowing anything. And um, now we're the ones that people are know, trying to hate. <laughs> right. You know what's funny? Um, there was a, a video. I didn't see the whole thing. I just saw a little snippet of it. But Alex Jones did the same thing. It was a video of him and his big... I call it an armored tank, but it's not. But he's got like one of these big vehicles with a loudspeaker and he's going through, I don't know what city it was, the there was rioting and protesting and he was going through on the loudspeaker and people were throwing stuff at his vehicle and screaming and they hate that he's there. And he's on the loudspeaker going, 
we support you. We're one of you. We're all in this together. Like he's like trying to reach people <laughs> who are trained to hate him. How funny is that? Well, that's like that, the walkway events we've seen. What does that tell you? Yeah. What does that tell you that fucking Alex Jones and Rush Limbaugh are doing more to try and bring people together than any of our leaders are doing? Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, I'm I'm really upset with like I'm hoping that it's just now and he'll do something in the aftermath of this. I'm not counting on it, but I mean, this should be a priority for him. I really want to see him bring the country together. And I am so sick of people saying Oh, he can't because they'll attack him. What sort of bitch ass weak mentality is that? Wait, is there I mean, a case in which they won't him. attack him? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> They're going to attack him no matter what. So why don't you try and do something good? If just in your own self interest, be the president to end this bullshit racial divide. Yeah. Be the president to bring the country together because his policies have been really good for the black community. Yep. And he pissed me off the other day because then he he posted on Instagram an image of like uh, like patting himself on the back for the black unemployment rate and all that. And I'm like, not the time, dude. Like, do something. Yeah. Hey, Cemetery of Choice in chat says that Rush Limbaugh asked black leaders to call into the show on Monday. He gave them extra time and looked for common ground. I didn't know that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. and I, I unless something changed, the interview ended with them saying no. Oh. Uh, um, which sucks. Super <laughs> chat. Thank you, uh, Miles. Miles says, "Hey guys, totally agree with Carrie on the left projecting. They accuse they accuse so many of grifting when social justice is the biggest grift." Yeah, I mean, socialism and like Marx said, that ideology is generally a grift, right? Because you like thieves can't exist except for people who aren't thieves. Because there's nothing to steal if there's not productive people. Like, thieves thieves are leeches that rely on people not thieving and being productive. Uh, so, so social justice is similar. Call, it's so funny, too, when they call us grifters. Like, it, we, it's got to be the worst grift ever. Because, like, I mean, <laughs> you especially suck at it, the, thing, the two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the things that the two of you sacrificed and walked away from to be able to do this, risking your entire careers, livelihoods, finances, income, like, thank you guys so much for what you do, honestly. Carrie, you're muted. I was going to say, oh. I was going to say, uh, the, uh, podcast of, uh, Sweat and Tears grift is not as good as when I was making television money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. SJW TV money. I could have easily shut up and stayed in Silicon Valley and, and. Yeah you know, done my thing. In not fact, I was just reminded the other day, actually, you know why I ran, one of the reasons I ranted today. So uh, I'm going to give credit to, uh, I think it was a little ragamuffin in Telegram said, we know you hold back sometimes, Carter. She's right. I do. I, I think it was a little ragamuffin that said this. I do hold back quite a bit. And I was reminded the other day um, that I shouldn't bother to hold back because someone, one of the I was a long time ago, because I retweeted Mike Cernovich, I was called a Nazi white supremacist by some dude in the industry that I was in. And uh, he like re-referenced it again the other day. I don't uh, paying attention, but he re-referenced it. And someone else that I had been very nice to and actually helped out, um, she saw and, oh, I had no idea he was that, right? And like, obviously didn't reach out to me, didn't ask anything, just like, oh, I guess. What does that even mean? Right? Um, yeah. And I realized, like, oh, yeah, I burned all these bridges. So why am I holding back? I already burned all the bridges. 
like why like there's no point in burning like holding back at this point uh and sometimes i forget that because emotionally it's difficult because you if you've been walking on eggshells for so long it's sometimes hard to like carrie you've talked about how you have like the little sjw sensor in your head that's like don't say that don't do that like yeah we a lot of us have that because we've been walking on eggshells for so long especially in an area like the bay area where you know, you say the wrong yeah. thing by mistake or you look the wrong way or whatever it is like, oh, my God, you're one of them uh, and you get blacklisted. And uh, I've spent a long time being keeping my mouth shut and being super careful with what I with my words. And uh, Little Ragamuffin is right. I should not. No, that's something. Honestly, that's something that I have to remind myself a lot because there's so many things, you know, I had to totally change my life in doing this. Um there was, there's so many employers that I used to work with that I have to work with more. I know for a fact I'm just totally blacklisted. Um, there's this casting company that I used to do some acting that would cast me in just like little parts and TV shows and stuff like that. Or even just like background work for paycheck. And I worked with them over and over and over again. Blacklisted. Um, so yeah, but something that I try to remind myself when it, whenever I'm having those moments of feeling like I've ruined my life is that even and this I know this is the same for you guys that even if I never spoke a word about politics, I could never ever 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 coexist with these people. I could never just walk the line because I remember back to like the end of my time of being surrounded by these people and they would find things to be offended about that would never occur to you. They would twist every word you say into taking offense to it somehow. Because um, they know you you're know, not one of them. Even you can't hide. They don't let you. They they know you're not one of them, and they call you out. Yep. 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 Um, it's like the pod I, people. Yeah, they're like that again. That screaming image. That. It's like, you know. Yeah. They um, see. Yeah, in like 2015 ish, I uh, I had a book deal that I was up for that I had to walk away from. It was a totally non political book. Everything in it, they took offense to. There's just like funny stories and stuff. Everything was offensive. Um, I had a, I had a TV series that I wrote that we're producing. Um, I was trying to pitch that. I got a letter from the gay defamation league saying we will fight you every step of the way in making this show. And again, totally non-political show. Um, so yeah, that's what I try to remind myself is that this isn't politics. It's so beyond that. It is, it, 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 it is about the most fundamental things. Um, it's a cultural no, war. It's not yeah. a political war. Yes, but yeah. you know it, it, the thing is, I will say this to anyone listening: all these, all the ways in which you know you have, to, you know you're going to have to give up some opportunities or make some kind of sacrifices to speak your mind. And anybody in this chat who knows that this is true, I would say, because you you know, like we were talking with somebody in the unsafe based chat on telegram we have a telegram chat now um last night and he was talking about um how sharing his opinion on his youtube channel is putting his job at risk because they found out about his channel and it's like it shouldn't matter what he says as a private citizen he's not talking he's he's made no connections to where he works or anything you know but but we live in that world where that's how it, they keep people afraid and people are legitimate they have fear that is legitimate that they are going to lose their job or um, have their physical safety threatened or have their kids threatened or have family members threatened if they speak their mind. And that fear grips people and it's very legitimate and very real. However, I will say if you can manage and not everybody can manage this, but if you can manage even to a small degree, 
to not to not let that fear control you, even if it's just in this area of your life or that area of your life or whatever, or in this situation, even in those little ways, it's so much better. It's nice because I feel like I had a friend ask me, and maybe you feel this way too, Mike, maybe you don't, I don't know. But I had a friend ask me last year, she was like, um, how happy are you now compared to when you were uh, your most successful when I was producing a, a late night comedy show on FX with Chris Rock was my other executive producer, you know, from anyone on the outside looking in, I was success, the most successful I've been. I was making the most money I'd ever made, um, you know, enviable life or whatever. Right. No, <laughs> like in comparison, I was like, well, I'm pretty much now, even with, even on day, hard days, whatever, even with tribulations that everybody goes through, what I, I am pretty much consistently like an eight or nine. Um, in terms, you're of the ha- happiest friggin' person I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was not ever. I mean, I was happy then, but no, I would say my highest then, when I was my most successful and making all that money, I was like a six. There, I mean, they're miserable people to be around. Yeah. 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 And I, just I mean, don't I remember discourage um, people from, like. Like take the risk, take oh, whatever risk you yes. can. And yes, there will be sacrifices, but there's nothing good earned without sacrifice, right? Like I mean, all. and the thing is, I'm old enough to remember a time when nobody, nobody was allowed to criticize the war in Iraq. No one could be against yep. it. And now it's just common knowledge that that was bad. Um, so that's if we all just stay strong and don't cower and don't bow and don't submit to these people. It'll it'll be the same thing. We just need to stay strong. Um, you know, in the 70s, I think it was somebody asked, what well, you know, at a time when there was a lot of hatred towards gays and a lot of discrimination, uh, someone had asked Harvey Milk what people can do to uh, diminish that. And he said one thing. There's one thing you can do to gay people come out, because if every gay person were to come out, there would be so many that there'd be no way to have discrimination. It would be your friends, your neighbors, your family. And this is the same thing. Come out. Most people are not communists. Most people are not Marxists. Most people are not radical leftists. There are studies that show that as little as 8% of the country is hard leftist, but they are having their talking points repeated by every powerful entity in this country. And it is not most people. That angry, loud 8% controls the narrative, they control everything. And say, the same study shows that the far right is only 6%. So I was saying the other day, it is time for the rest of us, the other 86% of us, mm-hmm. to come together and take control of this ship. Yep. Woohoo, nice. Mikey! Nice. Mikey <laughs> Let me do a couple <laughs> super chats while we're there. as good as Carter's. Uh, Arwen says, Trump could come out <laughs> in a rainbow suit with spangled tie, wearing a BLM badge, and they would still hate him. Love you, Mikey. <laughs> That's true. Love you too. They, they I agree, were... but I think he. Sh- I, w- I want him to prove everyone wrong and do amazing things. And I think I think it's like they say, success is the best revenge. I mean, I I I want him. I'm. Ugh, it's driving me crazy because yeah. I think there's such an opportunity. There is such. Uh, it's driving me crazy. They're not. Oh. So another super chat I want to read, um, it says, it's from Maddie H. Um, and it says, there were some LGP, 
LGBT support thing at my office a while ago. People were offended that I didn't want to take part. I'm the only gay person on the floor. <laughs> That's amazing. We're celebrating you. That's like Thomas saying, uh, in chat. Oh. He's not in chat today, but one of our, our um, unsafe space family, Thomas St. Thomas, he wrote this really great piece on Medium about how at his job they came to him and it was it was for some diversity awareness month or something and they wanted to give him some award because he's a, a black person they wanted to give him like a black person award essentially and he was like i don't really want it <laughs> like, but you're black wow but you're but why don't you yeah want this award? I, ugh, so gross did, did they did they next reveal their racism by saying but you're black so what other award could you get we i thought we had to make awards up for you that was that's what i've been taught they, by my social so, justice ideology so yeah no. god oh they're so they're so condescending they're so racist you? i know i know <laughs> well it's um, mikey it's almost two hours i don't know yeah, I missed you guys time. so much. I I'm so happy you. to see you. We've missed you as well, and you. you need to uh, you need to get your butt down to visit Carrie or come out to visit me. But you need yes, to. You come too. Oh, I think the last time we hung out, I might have had enough of San Francisco for a yeah, while. I don't, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should come, come to you somewhere with. <laughs> I us. should come yeah. to New York. Come to you guys. Come to you. I mean, fuck New York right now too. So let's let's meet up in Texas. We all go to I Carrie's house. I, I I can get let's that. I, I'll get behind that. That's a good one. Let's do it. No, I um. They just reopened the DMV here, and you know, like I'm originally from Manhattan, so I've never gotten my license. So I'm gonna try to get my driver's license. Oh, I actually just found out my landlord owns a driving school, so <laughs> um, maybe I'll go to that. Yeah, you should have a driver's license, buddy. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm gonna get it and like road trip it to Texas, and you should do the same. I don't need to go get it, but I will road trip to Texas. No, but road trip. <laughs> I know. I'm teasing. I've never been to Texas. Oh, no. we're going to have so much fun. All I went right. to shooting range yesterday. Anyway, anyway we can talk about this later. I've never, I've never shot. I'll take you. Yeah, Carrie will, Carrie take will teach you. you. There's yeah. a group. I think it's I think it's called the Pink Pistols. It's like an yeah, SJW gay Pistols. shooters yeah. group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't, wait, is it SJW? Because it didn't used to be. It used to be SJW, gay is shooters. It? Oh, it's just gay shooters? It used oh, okay. to be. Yeah, maybe it's been converted upon. Yeah. I don't I don't think so. Um. Yeah, I think they're like pretty badass. Cool. The, the chat okay. wants a knitting retreat, Carrie. Uh, we were well, going to have a retreat this year, but we thought we had to not do it because of all this stuff happening. Because of COVID. So yeah. what we've decided is we haven't come up with dates yet. We just kind of been waiting to see how things go. But um, we originally were going to do one this year, and then because of COVID, we were like, well, even if travel restrictions and or the lockdown gets lifted in different states um, by the fall, even if that people are going to be um, pinched for money because they haven't been able to work for so long. Right. Um, Where were you guys so thinking of having it? We're going to do it here in Texas. Texas. So yeah. now we're still going to do it. We're just going to pick a date for next year, the beginning of the year, hopefully. Yeah. 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 yeah I really, I really want to go scope out Texas and consider, cause like I can't take New York city anymore. It's I'm going crazy. Yeah. You got to get You're out welcome. There. You're welcome here. Okay. I've never been. Thank you, Mikey. For coming on the show. Thank Once you so again. much. Um, can I just say real quick yeah. before we end? Um, yeah. 
please, 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 if you guys can tweet on, uh, you have to tag at Twitter support in it. And the hashtag everybody is using is free Mike Harlow. And uh, my Twitter handle is Mikey the Harlow. It's suspended now, but I guess you can still tag it. Please, please, please tweet about it because trust me, all of your, except for these guys, except for Brandon, except for Carlin, all your favorite free speech people don't give a fuck. So... Please we'll, uh, tweet. You about know what it. we'll do is we'll tweet we'll tweet some stuff out so people can see all the. Because uh, I don't think we've tweeted about it yet. Because I wanted to talk Hashtag, to you first. Yeah. So we'll, we'll tweet out about it and and people can see yeah. all the what you're supposed to do in in uh, in our Twitter. So thank you guys um, so much. You're the best. Like I can't tell you how much I love and appreciate you guys so much. We love talking to you, Mikey. You're uh, always welcome we love on the show. To you. Thank uh, you so much. Uh, all right, yeah, we gotta do this again. I'm coming for number eight. I'm still the most frequent guest, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, okay. and I think that will continue indefinitely. So, keep it up. White Good. hands, <laughs> white hands down. You're the. Oh, <laughs> oh. <up>, don't it. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> thank you for watching, everyone. Take care. <laughs>